source of hope. You know, Duke and I were talking uh, earlier today, actually just not long before service, and so many people have a misunderstanding, a wrong thought process that they think that if, man, if I was just doing right and serving God right, I wouldn't be having all these problems. I must be doing something wrong. In fact, then the devil will cause them to begin to even question their salvation. And don't raise your hand, but I know there's probably several people in this room, if not all of us, that at some point in time hadn't felt that way. But a simple truth in the Word of God says this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Don't miss that. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. People that are in right relationship, right standing, saved, on their way to heaven. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them from them all. We need to remind ourselves that it's the trying of our faith, the testing of our faith, the proving of our faith, the having to use our faith that's doing a work to stretch us and grow us and knock rough edges off of us and help us to become a person to where the fruits of the Spirit are evident in our lives. And we all battle that. I I battle it all the time. In fact, Donovan and I were talking the other day in the office. You know, one of the fruits of the Spirit that is least, uh, probably least evident in Christians today is self-control. It's hard to turn the other cheek. I speak from experience. It's hard to bite your tongue. It's hard to not tit for tat. But the word also says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I want to encourage you. I'm not even going to tell you where it is. I'm going to ask you to use your Google. (laughs) But go look it up and find where the Bible talks about and list the fruits of the Spirit. Grade your own paper. Examine your own life. And see how many of those fruits are exemplified in your life on a consistent basis. You see, the Bible says this, for every man to examine himself and to see if he be of the faith. You see... Each of us need to look in the mirror a whole lot more often than we do. Each of us need to grade our own papers a lot more than we do. Each of us need to be most critical of ourselves instead of other people. Each of us need to practice what we preach. And I'm preaching to myself. While you're in this world, you shall have tribulations. I believe in the end time, which I also believe that we are there. 
The word of God says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Can you be shaken? There will be a sifting of the wheat and tares. There will be a separating of sheep and goats. You see what's happening through this process of turmoil and trials and tribulations and battles and struggles is yes it's growing our faith yes it should be changing us to be more like Christ and to look to Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith perhaps more often than we do it should be doing all of those things but it's also causing some who will not fight the fight of faith to turn and go the other way it's basically an elimination process to where the church will be reduced down to those that he's coming after that have neither spot nor wrinkle. Now I'm not trying to shed a negative gloom and doom message here. I'm just wanting to say examine yourself. Grade your own papers. By the word of God according like what Kelly was saying a while ago. What does Jesus say about it? And I promise you this. Because the word of God says so. In the day that you seek him with all of your heart. Not half heartedness. Not double mindedness. Not lukewarmness. But with all of your heart. You'll find him. I promise you. When you get real with God. You'll see the reality of God. Manifest in your lives. He's not a religious, mystical existence that's off out there in the cosmic somewhere. He's closer than the breath that we breathe. And he's saying, come, learn of me. Take up the cross that I've given you. Let me use you to be the light in the world of darkness. And to give hope to those whom the devils have said there is no hope. Like many pastors throughout the America this week, this Sunday, they're going to be preaching about, for the large part, about what? Thanksgiving. And true, we should be a thankful people much more often than we are. And I'm not going to be any different than them in that this is kind of what the Lord laid on my heart this morning. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Not anything profound, probably not anything that you don't already know. But I want to put us in remembrance of some things. 17 verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. That's relevant because you see the Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. And Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now in this message, or this passage, there are several messages. We're not going to spend a lot of time upon them because I want to talk about Thanksgiving. But it starts off with these men being lepers. Leprosy is uh, synonymously used throughout Scripture, representative of sin. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we've all stood afar off from God and been separated from God. And fortunately, many in this house tonight have called on the Lord like they, these men did, and, and, and we've experienced that relationship with him and then we notice where Jesus told them just simply go show yourself to the priest now Jesus is the high priest but he told them to go and show themselves to the priest so that he would be in keeping with the law because only the priest of that day and time could pronounce a leper cleansed there were laws against them getting within I believe it was six feet of clean people or uninfected people and so they had to go to the priest to be examined by them and to be pronounced clean, which they did. But now here Jesus is the high priest, but he's in keeping with the law. See, he didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it, and that he did do. Then we also see how we could spend time upon how these ten men were obedient to what the Lord said in that they all began to go find their way towards the priest. And because of their obedience, as they went, what happened? They were cleansed. Their leprosy left. The miracle took place. And then it jumps out at me in verse 15 how this one old boy, when he saw that he was cleansed, he turned around and with a loud voice, he didn't keep it quiet. He began to glorify God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. How long has it been since we fell on our face at his feet to give him thanks for what he's done in our lives? I jotted down just a few things because I don't take that Ginkgo Colobo stuff that Skeeter does. It helps. No, I'm picking at you. I guess it's that I'm about to be 66 next week and my memory ain't what it used to be. Couldn't be that. But I want to challenge you when you leave here tonight to get alone somewhere, maybe tonight or tomorrow, and I want you to begin to pause and ask yourself, what do I have in my life to be thankful for? And get on your face at his feet and begin to thank him for it. And then to not be hesitant to share that with others as you gather during this Thanksgiving season. But I would like to just start off by saying I'm thankful that in while I was yet a sinner, he loved me. Amen. <laughs> you know, even... I wish my brother was here, but even my own family didn't want to be around me. They said I was, was mean. I don't believe everything they say, but 
That whiskey bottle has a way of making you a different person. But while I was yet a sinner, he loved me and gave himself for me. And he died so that I could live. But I'm also thankful that he not only did that, but that he rose from the dead. Conquered death, hell, and the grave. Has the keys. He's alive and because he lives, I can live. You can live. I'm thankful for that. Thankful that he rose again. I'm thankful that he saved me. I'm thankful that on the morning of November the 29th, 1977, in the living room of my home, I encountered the real, living, powerful, loving, delivering Jesus that revolutionized and changed my life. And many of you in here know what I'm talking about. I believe Donovan's happened in a jail cell. Is that what I'm talking about? It can happen anywhere, anytime to anybody that's willing. I'm also thankful that he delivered me from the addictions that I had. And not only that he delivered me, but he's kept me. 46 years clean, sober. Never had to fight to resist or resist the urge to participate again because he cleansed me and set me free. I'm thankful for that. I have a brother in here. I won't call him by night, but by name. But every week when he goes by, he tells me, five months, one week, three days. Tonight it'll be a different number. Sober. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still delivers. He still sets free. He still is the hope in the middle of a lost and dark world. I'm thankful that he's kept me. I'm thankful that he's given me peace in the middle of turmoil. I've had a lot of turmoil in the 46 years I've been with Glenda. I mean the 40, excuse me, I didn't say that, did I? (laughs) 46 years I've been married. 41 years I've been saved. Huh? So anyway, he's given me a lot of peace. I won't have none tonight, but uh, on top of that, I look back and I reflect back at the provisions. The provisions in my personal life, in my marriage, in this place. Many of you have heard the story, and I won't go into the length of it tonight, but this place is a miracle. God has supernaturally provided His provisions, His protections. Did you know at one time, B.C. (laughs) had a $10,000 contract on me to be killed? God protected me because I had a mama praying that God would wake her up out of the middle of the sleep and cover me with his blood and plead his name over me. There were several times I shouldn't have made it, but I did. (laughs) 
Palace Lounge, Bowser City. Been there, ain't we? I better not get to telling stories. <laughs> Had a fight with a bandito one night. Pulled a gun. I'm this close to him. He points it at me. Click. I said, that's my sign. <laughs> He's going to have to shoot me in the backside. I'm gone. Had a 12-gauge shotgun, not once, twice. Click, ch -ch -ch, click. Prayer works. The protection of God. I'm thankful for a wife that's put up with all my shenanigans all these years. And still does. I'm thankful that the first five years, many of you don't know, you probably think I've always been perfect, but the, the, the first five years that we were married, I literally put her through hell. I might come home, I might not. She might know where I was, she might not. Friends and preachers telling her to leave me. She had every right to. I'm thankful she didn't. I'm thankful she stuck by the stuff. Because her vows meant something to her and she helped my mama pray me in. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful for a son that, and he's growing up, I never had to wonder where he was or what he was doing. Never put me through what I put my mother and daddy through. I'm thankful for. Three healthy grandchildren. Wild as Indians, but they, they're really healthy. I'm thankful for friends. Unlike a lot of people, I have so many friends that are real friends that I can't even count them. And I'm blessed. I'm, ble I'm thankful for open range. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful... To feel the love in this place that I feel. I, I, I'm thankful to know that there are people, a lot of you in this place, Rusty Green for one, I could call anytime, anywhere with any kind of need whatsoever and if it was in his ability to do it, he'd do it. Others in here that would do the same thing. I'm thankful for the hope that we have in God because he's a God of hope. I'm thankful for the future that we have left here on this earth. And I'm certainly thankful for the certainty of heaven. Amen. And eternity with Jesus. What is it that you're thankful for? I'm hopeful that as I've read a little short list. And I could go on and on and on. So many things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for this. I sold that horse that bucked me off. And he won't do that again. <laughs> Can I just ask you a simple question? Will you take the time at some point in time in the next day or two to get alone, cut everything off, and sit down and begin to write down some of the things that you're 
that you should be thankful for. And then don't be afraid to tell somebody about it. Would you bow your head? Lord Jesus, truly, each and every one of us have so much to be thankful for. Sometimes we stand so close to the forest we don't see the trees. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with issues and problems and trials that we just need to step back and pause and remember where you've brought us from and where you've taken us to. We need to remember the fact that we're going to have some issues along the trail, on the journey. But you've promised that if we'll fight the fight of faith that wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. And that with every temptation and with every trial, you'll make a way of escape. Lord, I just pray that as we shut ourselves away with you and begin to just pause on our face at your feet, that we'll find a, a newfound strength and resolve and commitment to you and that we won't be ashamed to say I know Jesus I may not can quote you a lot of verse but I can tell you what he's done in my life You're in this place tonight and you just say, Dennis, I do have so much to be thankful for. I've been so busy. I've been remiss to show my thankfulness and gratitude to God and to tell him of that. If that's you, every head's bowed and eyes closed. Can I just see your hand? You'd say, Dennis, that's me. I, I need to do that more often than I have. Okay, you can put it down. Maybe you're here in this place tonight and you say, you don't understand that my life's turmoil. I've heard so much about this Jesus and the hope that he can give and the things that he can do, but never cried out to him and asked him to change me and to save me but I want to do that tonight so that this Thanksgiving season can have a whole new meaning to me if that's you could I see your hand anyone anywhere just slip it up slip it right back down yes anyone else very quickly thank you thank you on the balcony yes Then look up here at me for just a moment. Most of you know what I'm about to do, but I'll never get tired of telling you the simplicity of God's Word that says that if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you feel that conviction of the Holy Spirit knocking on the door of your heart right now. Maybe you don't even really know what that is, but you, He's the one that just said, Hey, I'm talking to you. Word says if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He came 
to this earth, lived a sinless life, died a cruel death, shed sinless blood to redeem sinful man back to holy God. But he didn't stay dead. He upset everybody's apple cart on that Easter Sunday morning when he come walking out of that grave. And he's alive today. He's coming back to get us one day. To spend eternity in a place that's so grand and glorious that we can't even imagine how good it is. We believe that in our heart and confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus. Then we're saved. So if you bow your head, see my prayers can't save you. The word says if you ask and believe, you'll receive. So I'm going to lead in prayer in case you don't even know how to pray. Some people don't know how to pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. Let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And I have felt your Holy Spirit tugging on my heart tonight. I do believe you're God's Son that loves me, died for me, that you're alive today. You're going to come get me one day. And so I ask you now to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me with your blood, to come into my life, and to be my Savior and my Lord. Help me, Jesus, to learn your voice and to learn your ways so that I can live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you all so much. I want to just encourage you to keep fighting the fight. Keep your focus upon Jesus. Write that list. Don't be lying to the preacher. Be thankful. And have a great Thanksgiving week. Nathaniel has a few announcements. A couple of them are really important. You need to listen to these. I'm going to slip out in the front. Thank you, Pastor.